Dancing so straight, everything's in line. Well, let's put everything in place. Everything's so cool, like my clean lap pool. I wanna leave the human race. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Jack Derwin on the Silly Dog Blues and Roots. Rocked it then. Yeah, talking about his background, how he got into music, and uh, all the things he does. Pristine. I wanna put a little dirt somewhere. Where it's thin on my shirt, crew never get hurt. We'll walk by hot somewhere. Welcome, Jack Derwin, to Solid Dog Blues and Roots. It's great to have you on the show after all these years of listening to some great material coming from uh, out of Sydney town and right around the country. Uh, welcome, Jack. Uh, welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Uh, you've been playing a long time now and uh, a lot of different places. Where did it all start for you, Jack? Well, I, I guess, uh, Soldi, I, I was born and bred in Sydney, but uh, during my youth uh, I did have an extended period of time uh, growing up in northwestern New South Wales, and I suppose that's really where the roots of the music started for me. Kind of good old country town, uh, a place called Narrabri. Uh, so it was like, you know, um, flooding one day, you know, drought the next the next month, you know. So it kind of it tested tested the whole things. And being it being a, a not really a born and bred local, it, it was a little bit of acceptance coming uh, from Sydney to to a kind of a remote place like that. Which um, I, I guess music for me was the crutch. Really, it, it kind of um, you know really helped me. Um, you know, be myself, I suppose, really. Yeah, look, a lot of your songwritings uh, sort of have shades of Australia in it. Does that come from Narrabri, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that's where it really started. My, my mother had been actually born and bred in the place and um, she lived very remote and very rural and grew up in that sort of atmosphere before she moved to Sydney at a young age. So um, I, I guess it was, you know, inbred in me to a lot of degrees. I really protested actually going there to live when I was at that young age. But uh, after a few years, I really, you know, uh, and, and in particularly later in life, I really understand the value of actually me living there and uh, discovering my roots and um, you know it was it was an amazing time really when I look back on it yeah look a lot of your music is um, uh, rhythmic is that, is that a fair to say? Is a lot of driving rhythm in your your songs? <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I'm not a great lead player. <laughs> <laughs> where does that come from? Apart from that, that? Uh, oh gee, I don't know. That's a funny, funny one, really. I remember I had a I had a duo many uh, oh, no, a couple of decades ago, should I say, uh, with a mate of mine, and he was a drummer and uh, he was a percussionist, and it's sort of sort of uh, we we did get this rhythm thing happening, and yes, it, I have it has been described before you know the the rhythmic side of I, I suppose it stems from playing on your own a lot you know yeah. and uh, you know the old stomp box and the rhythmic playing I do like you know finger picking and some open styles mixed into it but I can't help myself occasionally I've got to kind of like really you know thrash the death out of the guitar sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? well it's certainly a great sound you get and um, tell us about what, what's, the, what's, your, what's your setup when you're playing live well look I'll, I'll take anything from either two to three guitars um, uh, you know, you, I, I take my trusty national, which is um, an old Trovador uh, resonator, uh, and the specs on that were um, come from uh, originally the, this guitar was made in about 1933. So they they come out with a new version of it, and I bought this one in 2010, and the specs are, are identical to the uh, 1933 version. So it's kind of you know it's a typical resonator, except that um, it's all wood uh, along with the with a cone, and um, it's uh, it's all mahogany. So it's got a 
very woody, um, uh, resonating kind of sound to it. So you could almost play anything on it, really, but it just does have that definite resonator sound. And then the other guitar that I, I tend to use most of the time is a Martin um, 0018 vintage guitar, which is relatively new as well. Um, I've got a number of guitars at home, including an old Hummingbird, which I've used over the years, and, and that, and still bring it out occasionally. And um, yeah. Is it always acoustic for you, Jack? Or? Look, it is. Yeah, Salty, it is mostly acoustic for me. Um, though when I do some recording, I, I've got this, um, I've got a 1964 country gentleman, Gretsch country gentleman, which I actually bought in um, in LA uh, or many years ago. And uh, I, I kind of went through a stage, you know, I did a couple of band things and I used it, but um, I sometimes overdub with it and just gives it a little kind of country twangy embellishment on a few songs and that yeah. but mostly look at here it is mostly acoustic for me even though when you say acoustic I pick up system kind of you know I can kind of raunch it up I use a, an overdrive pedal on um, dare I say it on, 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 the, on the Martin because I'm using like you know uh, uh, magnetic pickups and that on sort of so I get, get the best of both worlds when I play really yeah, we're talking with uh, Jack Irwin on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots. And a few tracks from his latest album uh, put out in mid-2016 uh, called Bent. Everybody wants their day. Look at me but keep that anvil. No reality I play. Keep looking for the answer. Keep the demons at bay. A bit of intuition will keep that ball in play. Keep looking and looking and looking. Open your pure eyes someday. Yeah, and look, your, your sound's quite unique. Um, you, you can never mistake a Jack Derwin <laughs> gig. Um, and the voice, um, is singing something in your family, something you worked on or something that nat- came naturally? How does it fit? Jeez, I don't know. My mother always said she couldn't, she, she didn't have a, she was tone deaf, you know. So it didn't <laughs> come from her. It might, it might have come from my father. Apparently my father was not a bad singer. Uh, my grandmother, um, strangely enough, uh, musical things I really remember in my family is my grandmother mother and she used to play a, a button accordion and uh and the only song i really ever heard her sing was like denny boy you know so yeah. um 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 so yeah i don't know i think it's just probably from you know being switched on at a young age to a couple of different things in my life yeah so um what were those influences I gonna, that's a leading question <laughs> yeah, it's also an embarrassing one too really i can remember no <laughs> oh no no go, no not as embarrassing as that no no it goes back to so, us sorry to all you have a fans it, Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but um, I remember at the ripe old age of 10, sort of sitting in front, cross-legged in front of the TV, and this 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 dude comes on, on the TV with a black face, and and um, and then it was like, um, what's this? What songs are you singing? Well, it was the old uh, Al Jolson story starring Larry Parks, you know, and I thought, man, that... I love that, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and um, and um, so and and then some years later, I sort of realised that hang on, Larry Parks is an Al Jolson, <laughs> so so I went looking for the real Al Jolson, the real 1927 jazz singer, yeah. and uh, discovered that, and still loved it, and just I love all that, loved all that vaudeville stuff, you know, Eddie Cantor and all that sort of stuff. It's just just theatrics behind it, and and the voices were, you know, kind of unique to their time and. 
and you know and Jolson's particularly had that you know like kind of real raspy and, and he had a blues voice there's no yeah. doubt about it you know listen to him sing something like Rockabye Your Baby you know it's a blues song there's no doubt about it you know yeah. and then years later of course the Beatles and stuff but anytime the Beatles did something bluesier with a harmonica like, Gen- like Lennon did it was like hey that's it you know and then for me later in life um, my real turn on to music originally or for originality was um, John Martin yeah. from uh, the UK and uh, he, that Solid Air the album he produced in 1973 would be the one I would take to another planet and uh, yeah. of course the other question is what was it about John Martin that struck a chord good question uh, just put scoops bumps on my on my arms really I think you know I, I, and what I love about him is um, is what I love about any music really I mean I've got a thing on my um uh, Facebook page um, the musician page which says um purists enter, enter at own risk because I'm, <laughs> I'm not a purist by any any means of the imagination when it comes to blues you know I love I love interpretations I love the way people do things differently um, and John Martin was um, was a master at that you know he had the tunings like try and work out his songs man it was like you know what is that tuning it's incredible and he, he you know you can't define him he's, he's blues he's jazz he's rock he's folk you know and um and all mixed in one and uh, and that's what i love about him really uh, and his voice it's just like oh you know it's just it's it's magic yeah you a lot of restrained um the vocals in his stuff too wasn't there Restrained, yeah. Well, yeah, there it is. Yeah, like when I first heard him, I thought like this, you know, they talk about Tom Waits sounding like an old drunk, but like, man, you listen to um, (laughs) John Martin, it's like, you know. But there's just... The thing about John Martin, unquestionably stands out for me is emotion that's the thing with him you know like he's just so full of it in fact i remember one of his ex-wives saying that like you know he put all his passion into his music and mm. there was never enough left over for me and that's and that really does sum up john martin i, I saw a clip of him later not long before he died you know he looked a real mess before he died but um and he was singing a song and man you could hardly really understand the words but like he had tears streaming down his face in the studio when he was singing this song and that's just was that the one about my father was a gambler yeah i think it might be yeah yeah i can't remember the song yeah because i played that on the show it's yeah. a, his last album actually last album yeah some other people it finished it off for him after he passed on yeah yeah it's a, it's a masterpiece yeah yeah it's, yeah it's, 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 well it's i have to I have to be frank i haven't really heard the whole album you know i've just heard a couple of snippets off it myself i can't get past solid air i'm stuck in the past <laughs> the other one i really do love was uh, bless the weather it was yeah. another album that i loved of his as well yeah yeah
great stuff. Uh, how did a resonator, a, a kid in Narrabri, end yeah. up with a resonator from a national resonator? I didn't end up with a Narrabri. It took many years, yeah, really. Yeah. In fact, I only really, to be honest with you, this is, I'm really being honest here. I, I, I have, I've only it's only been five years since I've owned a resonator, you know. Yeah. So, um, and so it opened up a new world and it freshened things up for me, and I just, just love it. Yeah, mm. just love it, and um, you know, I, I, I just continually leave it in a stand, not stand, in an open tuning because that's the, um, just the way I love the sound of it, and um, you know, so it's nice to have the standard tuning, the open tuning on stage, and and just you know, flip between the two. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know um, what turned me on to it. It, just, it was just a progression of things, you know. Yeah, I've got to eventually get one of those. Yeah, well, which fair enough. I think, i tell you when it was. I was doing a gig in Byron Bay. I think it was at the Rails in Byron Bay some some years ago. And there was a guy guy in the audience, and he actually had one out there. And he said, hey, Jack, you want, you want to play my resonator? And it, it, was in, it was in actually standard tuning at the time. And I said... Yeah, okay, cool. You know, so yeah. so he, he give, gave it to me on stage there and then, and I think, wow, this sounds different, you know, and, and I just played it and, yeah. and it instantly felt great, and uh, there, yeah, there you go. There's some dirty ringing going on. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah. Spun cone down yeah, there. There was, yeah. That's right. They, yeah. Yeah, they, they, uh, yeah. they originally made to get out of the top of... Um, the brass instruments, weren't oh, they? Oh, they're so loud. I mean, yeah. this, this, the one I've got is like just, you know, man, you could hear it, you know, five kilometres away. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it resonated. Yeah, it's loud as all, almighty. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, sure, I'd listen to different people um, playing uh, playing resonators and stuff like that. But if you go back to, you know, the old the old guys, you know, Skip James and stuff like that, they didn't have resonators. You know, they were playing like old standard sort of box guitars and stuff like that. So not ev- not all the old blues dudes had had resonators you know um so um, some of them did some of them didn't yeah they plywood top um plywood tops and uh, your mail order specials yeah i know that's right it just goes to show it doesn't matter what you got no no no. yeah what you do with it that's right that's right now tell me jack you've been playing around a long time uh you've always been sydney based Uh, yeah yeah, pretty much, you know, like, um, uh, apart from my, you know, stint in the country, uh, which, you know, I left there at a fairly, well, I left there when I was about 20, I uh, went to New Zealand for for 12 months after that, and um, and bummed around there with a backpack and a guitar, and it was probably the first time I really got a gig, I remember mean, I was in Queenstown, and was offered a gig there five nights a week um, at the age of 20, 21, and uh, I thought, oh, this is all right, isn't it, you know, mm. make some money doing this, doing yeah. what you love, so I came back to Sydney, I've based myself there ever since, but of course, you know I've you know I've done some overseas travel and played. You know, always like to spread my wings a bit. Keep going back to New Zealand and try to get up to Darwin and places like that. You know, around the country, where, where, wherever people have me, I go. <laughs> and what's your latest record that's out? Yeah, we're talking with Jack Doohan uh, about his um, music uh, on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots. And um, we're going to talk about his latest record, but the latest one is Bent and um, came out after we did the interview. So uh, bear with us, Stonehounds. Here's a track from the Bent album uh, just called You Make My Day. I'd live a little 
Two, one, one was covered all in blue in 2013. The next one, 2014, was Rocking on a Calm Sea. Both very well supported by the Australian Blues and Roots charts. Uh, got to number two uh, consecutively. Um, and then I'm I'm looking at... I'm actually almost finished a new one, uh, which will be due out in uh, probably two or three months. Probably, uh, you know, maybe looking at September, October this year. Um, I remastered some tracks that I did an old thing called Bend It. Um, and, uh, and I thought oh, that's what would be the project, a remaster of that. But it's ended up being, oh, hang on, I've got some new songs. <laughs> yeah. So I've just sort of done a whole bunch of new stuff. And so Bend It will probably end up being bent and yeah. um, with, you know, more new songs and, and some remasters of that, that, that track, you know, with some embellishments on it. So, yeah, that's the project for this year. So, I mean, you, you've got a big repertoire, but, I mean, your um, main uh, attraction, I think, is the, the Australian songwriting you do. And um, it's not always the same as everybody else's, which is great. I mean, there's sort of different sounds and... and um, Different sort of um, uh, the the lyrics tell a different story sometimes, and the and the and the, the driving, the guitar work tells a story. So, where where's your songwriting come from? Um, what's it? What, do you have any sort of like um, overriding sort of thing that drives you in songwriting? Um, yeah, I, it comes back from from John Martin again. Just and the, and the one word that sticks out with me with him is originality. You can't miss. You can't misplace someone like as soon as you hear the, the very first note you know it's him and and yeah and look I you know I, I wouldn't sort of say you know put myself in anyone's shoes but um, I think the overriding factor for me is I've always just like you know I, I like things that are different um, and um, and you know I like to be able to say oh as soon as I hear someone the first chord of someone that oh yeah I know who that is you know um, that, but I actually think that's what makes Australian music Australian blues music so different to the rest of the world anyway you know the yeah. likes of Jeff Lang etc you know and I know he doesn't call himself a blues singer but hey Jeff you know you do blues sometimes <laughs> and um, and 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 the fact of the matter is, um, you know, it's different. It's different to American blues, you know. And there's a lot of stuff going on around about, you know, the roots of blues music and who's who has a right to play it and sing it and and all this sort of stuff. But um, you know, we do it differently here, and I think I think that's a good thing. And and um, yeah, you know, let's write about our own themes. Not to say that in the show I'll do some standards. I love you know I love standards, and you recognise and you pay tribute to those songs that really kicked it off, you know. 
know. But when it comes to blues, I mean, a lot, a lot of my favourite blues artists, um, sorry to say, folks, but uh, really the white guys, you know. Like, I mean, I go back to the blues explosion of the 60s and stuff, and I love John Mayall, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Really, that really probably turned me on to blues as much as anyone, yeah. you know. That's all right now, mama. That's all right now, mama. And, and so, so what drives you to travel? I mean, because you're Sydney-based and you play around there. 
And you have done, and I thought you at one stage were like full-time musician, and now you sort of mix it up with other things. Yeah, I do. Yeah, look, I went through a, you know a crazy period uh, where I was full-time, but to, to be a full-time musician in Sydney and really live off it, you've really got to sell your soul to different things. You know, it's like um, you know I was doing you know clubs and things like that, and you know I couldn't never help myself by throwing in a blues song. You know, well if you did that, you wouldn't get the gig. You know, too <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the day, I just said no. That's it. Can't do that anymore, you know. And then I, the irony of that is that sure, yeah, I don't, you know, I've got to do other stuff as well. But um, but I reckon the last eight to ten years, I've probably done the gigs I've loved more, you know. You know, I, I think it's just being true to yourself. Then you know, like if you're doing all that other stuff, you know, people from festivals and stuff are not going to sort of ring you up and say, you know, hey, uh, we love what you're doing, but not all of it, you know. So yeah, right. um, um, you know, um, it's just being being very certain about what I'm doing now, you know, just sticking to what I do is and when I go and go into a bar in Sydney and play, I think, well, you know what, um, I can't please everyone. I'm just going to do what I do and they're either going to dig it or not, you know. Yeah. And, um, and half the time they see the honesty there and... Do you, and you pick up things on the, on your travels, Darwin, you know, down, doing uh, down the East Coast. Yeah. What do you pick up best? from being a travelling musician? Um, yeah, well, it's not like I'm on the road constantly. I'm not like... What what happens for me is I sort of do these periodic things through the year or I get windows of opportunities and I'm not on the road for months or weeks even at a time. I might be just, you know, do a two or three-week sort of tour, you know. Um, gee, um, climate. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Darwin, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, hot, sultry, um, uh, humidity nights yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's the thing that probably drives that and probably reflects in a song like that you know I've got a song I've got a song called going back to Bangalore as well well and uh, you know it talks about humidity and sweat and you know slide yeah. guitar and all that sort of stuff so I suppose you know yeah so, so uh, what are some of your favorite songs I mean it's like saying who are your favorite children but uh, have you got some favorite Yeah, talking with Jack Irwin uh, out of Land of Oz uh, about his touring around and playing and um, some tracks of his new album just called Bent. Oh, you, know, you mean that I play? Yes. Oh, well, look, it, that would be across... Of your own writing? Of, your own. of my own things? Yes. Yeah, look, um, yeah, there, there's a couple, I suppose. I, the, what, you know, like, it depends on what, what I'm doing currently and if people will come along and say, hey, I like that song that you recorded. And I, I, I must admit, I get a, a lot of people saying there's a song, uh, uh, two versions, actually, on my last two albums. I've, uh, the, the reason being is uh, it's called When 
blues is going down when I put version one on the first album it was like which one will I put I like both of them I don't know so then when I did the second album Rocking on a Calm Sea and I'm putting okay I can use this one now you know and a lot of people do request that song and I think because it's a little bit of a story in it you know when the blues is going it's a bit of a travelogue thing too you know heading up to Byron you know gigs on Johnson Street you know talks about going to Darwin down to the Arab Valley you know in the east coast of Australia so it's got a kind of like it paints a picture really so um, I kind of like playing that one um, and uh, it's a nice it's a good feel as well or even the, even that back to Bangalore one is is kind of you all brings out the hillbilly in me you know it's kind of yeah. got the uh, open tuning and slide so yeah you know one one's on resonator the other one's on the other guitar and standard tuning it just yeah, it's you know I don't have a favorite for one or the other it's just um just the mood of the night really you know um, I never really stick to song lists <laughs> that that well. I I tend to kind of I'll, I'll do a basic one and think ah oh, no I'll skip that one. Let's do this one now. You know. Yeah. So it's always trying to read the mood a bit, really, or my mood, really. You know, because really I think ultimately it's your mood that's really dictating the night. If people there. Being yeah. attentive to what you're doing, as opposed to in the old days, what's the mood of the room? What should I play? That's when I got into trouble. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, you know, not not doing uh, the stuff that you were. Well, you're trying to think, you know, and then you got some someone named one corner singing out, "Can you play this?" And then and you think, okay, if you play that for him, you might have ten in the other corner thinking, "Oh, why did he play that?" You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, you know, so you've got to kind of take take the reins. So where's it go here, from here, Jack? Is there more songwriting, more travelling, more recording? I'm, I'm a little... I'm needing a break. Uh, I, when I say break, I've just... Um, since Covered All in Blue, Bang, uh, Rocking the Calm Sea, Bang, and now this latest venture... Bang in in between doing you know some tours and some some uh, shows and stuff like that. Um, I've just scraping into my last recording sessions. When I get back to Sydney, I'll um, be finishing. I'm um, get my head around some mastering over the next um, month or so, and my head will be stuck in into the mastering mode uh, and remixing mode. So um, and then after that, you've got to give your head a break from that. Yeah, yeah. It just gets very saturated, and um, and then just focus on doing gigs. So you started playing really when you were sixteen, eighteen. Uh, even younger, really. Younger? Yeah, yeah. I I started. You know, I could probably say I could string a song or two. Don't know how good it was. Around about fourteen. Yeah. About okay, 14. you've got three young guitarists in a room. Which one will succeed? Uh, how do you mean? If you had three young guitarists in a room, what characteristics would you say would make someone successful? Oh, okay. Um, oh, well, the first word that comes to mind is passion. Um, yeah, passion, and um, I'd want to see that. I'd, I'd want to see... For me, it's all about feel yeah. as opposed to tricks and techniques. And, I mean, I really admire... Like, I play with guys that I consider much better technicians than me, you know, and I go, I'm in awe of them, you know, and I get them into maybe, you know, do some recording for me and stuff like that. So don't get me wrong, I, I love that, you know, and they've got passion and all that as well. But ultimately, you know, um, I, I for me, I would just lo- I love to see that, you know, less is more... I love air and music. I love, you know, just hold back, just give it space and, and ooze the, the passion. And, uh, and that's what really drives me. And that's what, I, that's what turns me on. Yeah. 
really and so uh, that's the sort of things you want to look for in a young musician to um oh, i think so because because the technical stuff can come as they get older and as they grow, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't buy passion, you can buy you can, No, exactly, <laughs> you know. Well, sure. Sometimes. And, and at a young, tender age, then sure, it might be hard for them to have the maturity of the passion and stuff like that, but, you know, they can still have sensitivity and, and learn how to, you know, like feel. Yeah. It's got to, they've got to have the feel for it, you know. You can have a blues music, musician that's playing everything right and all the techniques... But you know what it's like. Yeah. Blues is all about feel. That's right. And that's, right. that's what it is. Play a, uh, you, my my, uh, my um, test for a blues person is play a song in one chord. Yeah. And and some people refuse. They walk off. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. uh, you think of John Lee Hooker, you know, that was, yeah. that was one chord and a riff. One chord and a riff. And, uh, wow, yeah. you think of that, but it sounds like an orchestra. It like, does. You know, it's just like, yeah. where, where's all this? Uh, yeah. You, and, hear it, you hear it in your own head. And if it was a young musician, I'd say, okay, like if you're not getting straight away get that one chord and just do it for half an hour just until you feel where you want it to go you mm, know mm. get the groove get the get the inspiration get the get the mojo working in it you know like and persevere with it on that on that one chord it's it's a, it's a good example yeah. yeah yeah well thanks jack for giving us some time on solid dog blues and roots we love your stuff and um we're looking forward to new material coming out thanks Holly. as yeah. we do as a radio guys always look for new material but um you've put in some great stuff in the past and um uh, doing great live shows around the country we really appreciate what you're doing and wish you well in the future and uh and likewise i appreciate the support as i'm sure many other musicians around the country do as well thanks mate yeah, we've been talking with Jack Derwin and uh, about his playing and travelling and musicianship and cuts from his um, album Bent, which is the uh, one he talked about there on the interview. We'll go out with the one uh, Hong Kong Bar. Sailing in a Hong Kong bar Sweet dreams of a dollar Making love in the belly of an old freight train Well, life was simple and easy Oh, and the sun went down You took care of the children, darling And then you walked out That's alright.